This podcast replay is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Check out the retail store in Miami Gardens at 5150 Northwest 167th Street. Plenty of cigar gear and a relaxing lounge. This is a Perdomo way. Uh, Eli Apple was one of those guys who likes to party a lot and said Cam Smith should have started over Eli Apple. That's what Omar Kelly said. Well, I don't know. Uh, I didn't listen uh, to what Omar Kelly said, and I can just tell you that we'll find out about Cam Smith this coming season. We'll see if it was that the old man just had it out for him. We don't know. We'll find out. But you don't don't be telling me that Javon Holland wants to go out and party and, and Jalen Ramsey. No, dude. Sorry. Uh, that 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 shit with with Jaws doesn't fly. So, you know, uh the those are when when Javon Holland is complaining about you, I have a problem with the person he's complaining about. Do you know what that means? That means I trust Javon Holland more than I trust Vic Fangio or uh, Ron Jaworski, especially Ron Jaworski, who knows nothing inside the building with the Dolphins. I have... I have more access than Ron Jaworski in the Dolphin building 30 years ago. Now it's not even close. But when I was first getting into the business, I had more connections in that building at that point. And I didn't have a lot of connections at that point. So I, I don't think Ron Jaworski knows jack shit about what's going on here, to be quite honest. And when you're telling me that the people complaining and then those were partying and then that's Javon Holland and that's Jalen Ramsey, you lost me there. You lost all credibility with me right there. You're done. I want nothing to know with you anymore. This podcast replay is brought to you by Top Gun Indoor Range, the only indoor public archery range in Dade County. They also have a state-of-the-art gun range with the latest in indoor air quality with 18 lanes up to 25 yards, making them the largest indoor range in Dade County. TopGunIndoorRange.com. Okay, we, we, we already enlightened you on the silly Chris Shula stuff, so some of you that were overreacting, you can relax. It's not a big deal. I already told you the other story about where I changed my mind and where they should go with the defensive coordinator, right? Okay, this is the third thing I want to talk to you about with the Miami Dolphins uh, today. And I, uh, I talked about this uh, with another player a couple of weeks ago, and that was Derrick Henry. And clearly we started a forest fire with that because other people started to talk and write about Derrick Henry too uh, as we talked about it because it only makes sense. Um, the other guy that I think, uh, and this is really interesting, because uh, Roquan was the guy that a lot of people wanted, right? And he got a big-ass contract from the Baltimore Ravens, and Dolphin fans are pissed that they couldn't get Roquan, right? Roquan Smith ends up going there. Now, next year, the Lamar Jackson contract kicks in. The Baltimore Ravens are going to start losing players now. They're not going to be able to retain all their people. Well, one player that is up for a five-year, $93 million deal is Patrick Queen, the linebacker. And he's a hell of a player. And he's got a lot of range. And he would be an, 
I tell you, Derrick Henry would be a piece I had on offense, and Patrick Queen is the guy I want on defense. Okay? I want that linebacker. You're going to get rid of people. You're going to get rid of Agba. By the way, Patrick Queen has eight and a half sacks the last two years. So at linebacker, he's going to give you some, some pass rush, too, in the process. Uh, he has 250 tackles in the last two years. He has two forced fumbles, three interceptions, eight pass defenses. Uh, so this is a guy that's a complete linebacker. I like Patrick Queen here for the Miami Dolphins. And you're going to get rid of Agba. Christian Wilkins is not coming back. He will price himself out. He priced himself out last year uh, with the eight and a half or nine sacks, whatever the hell it is that he ended up with this year. He will price himself out even worse. So he's not coming back. Jerome Baker, I don't believe, is coming back unless he takes some kind of a pay cut. Uh, maybe. Um, you know, X is not coming back. He should be a post-June cut, so that way you kind of break up the salary into two years, the dead cap money. There's a lot of people that are not coming back. Rob Hunt will be back. Connor Williams will be back. You know, some, there are a couple salaries that you're going to see. They will re-sign those guys because they're important. I think what's important, Jeff Wilson, I don't think you can let him go and free up another $2 million. You know, Cedric Wilson is off the books now. You guaranteed his money anyways, but still, it's, you knew this was his final year, so that, that money will not be on the books next year. There's going to be a lot of money that they're going to be able to free up, plus they'll re-sign Tua to a long-term contract and free up another $15, $17, 18000000 million in the process. So they're, they're going to have so much money. They will be all right. They will be able to do what they want to do. And if I wanted to take care of this team in free agency, I love Patrick Queen. I think that's the kind of linebacker you need here. He's got range. He's got athleticism. He's a badass. And I don't think the Ravens will be able to re-sign him. That's the thing. And the Ravens, have, unfortunately for them, fortunate for us or whoever else, um, the Lamar Jackson contract kicks in. And that 50-plus million dollar salary that they're paying him, that all of a sudden is going to cripple their cap. And, there are, and because they also gave Roquan money and they drafted a third rounder, they have money uh, dedicated to linebacker already. They cannot afford to pay Patrick Queen, draft a third rounder, and pay Roquan they can't afford to do that. So there's a good chance they're going to lose Patrick Queen. And I got to tell you something. Derrick Henry I want right away for the Miami offense. That way I've got a one-two punch of Mostert, Henry and Mostert, and then I'm also hitting you with A-chan. So those two speedsters off of the pounder, I absolutely love. And then at linebacker, I had a Patrick Queen and along with David Long, I really like that pair there, you know, at linebacker helping you out. Okay? And then get me Van Ginko as the other guy coming outside as a, as a werewolf, and we're all right. And we're all right. How about that? Okay? There you go. Patrick Queen should be a Miami Dolphins free agent target. 
This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. Omar says, I like Shula getting the interview. Dolphins doing their due diligence, not rushing, although I believe an experienced coordinator should be the call. Yes. It's not due diligence. It's just a favor for him. They are doing their due diligence, by the way. And let me tell you where I have changed my mind on the defensive coordinator position for the Miami Dolphins and where I think the Dolphins are really going to end up going. Because at first glance, we all know Mike has to hit on this. He has to hit on the defensive coordinator because he has to fix his offensive issues and his lack of discipline and his uh, and the lack of organization in his world because he he can't even get a play in on time and that's pathetic okay he can't even help his quarterback by getting a play in on time so the quarterback can make the adjustments make the changes change the protections or something no so he's got a lot of things to fix okay so i was thinking about that but if you hire hill or you hire Campanelli or Slowick, right? Is it Slowick? Yeah, Slowick, right? Ryan Slowick. Um, they're kind of unproven. I know Hill did it a little bit, but still unproven. You still don't know if they're going to be great at it. You may have to kind of police it a little bit. You may have to slow walk it a little bit. Now, if you go hire a Brandon Staley, a Leslie Frazier, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, and now I can go worry about the things that O just talked about. And I, I, the defense is on, on cruise control, like I did with Vic. Just let him go, and, and that's uh, because Brandon Staley runs the same, same defense that Fangio does. And he's a really good defensive coordinator. He sucks as a head coach, but so does Fangio. Right? There's lots of people. Wade Phillips sucked as a head coach. I'll take him as my defensive coordinator every day of the week and twice on Sundays. I'll take Romeo Cornell as my defensive coordinator, not my head coach. There's lots of those guys around in the history of the game that they're fantastic coordinators. They just aren't very good head coaches. So don't hold it against Brandon Staley. And then here's the other part of it. Brandon Staley's an experienced defensive coordinator. He's a successful defensive coordinator. That's why he got a head coaching opportunity. And he coaches the same kind of defense that Fangio runs. Exactly. Pretty much to a T. Sure, he'll add his wrinkles or whatever, but basically it's the same thing. So that means you don't have to change a lot of players. You don't have to change the scheme a whole lot. You may have to change the, uh, what's it called, the wording of it. That's about it. But if you think about it, actually what is making more sense is that you hire Brandon Staley or a Leslie Frazier to a lesser extent. But you bring in a proven defensive coordinator, which is what you need. Because Slowick, Hill, uh, Chris Campbell, Chris Griffin, all these kind of coaches that you've interviewed, and Chris Shula, uh, they don't have that, that, that experience. So you're rolling the dice on a very important third year that it's the pivot year for Mike McDaniel. It's either the year that they determine he stays or he goes. 
You're going to hire Brandon Staley or Leslie Frazier to a lesser extent. You're hiring an experienced defensive coordinator. And it's looking more and more and more and more and more and more like Brandon Staley should get hired. That's what it's looking like. Okay? So, I, I think I, I was wrong in thinking you go from within for continuity purposes. You could go Brandon Staley for continuity and for proven that you, that question will not need to be answered. He is a made defensive coordinator. People love Brandon Staley, the defensive coordinator. Everybody hates Brandon Staley, the head coach. That was, that was as bad as it gets. Okay, so that's where I would change my tune and say, yeah, no, I think we're going to go the veteran route instead. It makes more sense. The continuity route makes sense, but here you can get continuity and proven veteran. That's the combination that Ronaldo Hill, Slowick, Chris Griffin, uh, Chris Shula, and Chris Campanelli. There's a lot of Chris's interviewing. Um, that's, that's a lot. They don't bring the proven, and that's where it changes. Okay. This podcast replay is brought to you by EssentialMovingExperts.com. Five-star rated, 25 years of experience in the moving business. Family-owned and operated. They offer free 30-day storage. Fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Mention the big O and get $150 off. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com. Horndog, good afternoon. This Shula story screams desperation or a distraction to hide some hidden BS with the team. Horndog... Brother, you couldn't have read this more wrong, okay? You couldn't be more off, but that's all right because a lot of you are slanted and it's negative. So anything you look at, you try to create some kind of um, conspiracy theory. You know, like you have the idiots now with uh, Taylor Swift which it's just a woman in love with a man and a man in love with a woman, and that's it. But, you know, you've got your far-right idiots, you know, making a whole bunch of deal out of it when it's nothing. Well, same here, uh, Horn Dog. Don't make anything out of this. Okay, let me, I guess this is a subject we got to broach right away and talk about it right away. Okay, let me explain to you all what's going on here, and Horn Dog, listen up really good, okay? This is nothing but a favor. Okay? Nobody was calling Shula for a job. Nobody. Okay? And we happen to have a history with Shula that's richer than anybody else. So this is Chris Greer, okay, doing a solid for the Shula family that means a lot to the Dolphin organization, my friend. All this is is, hey, let's bring him in. Let's give him the, the, the experience. You, you, know, you know the Rooney rule is there because it forces you to bring a minority in, right? But while you're forcing that minority that you may not want to hire, that minority is getting the experience of st actually sitting in front of people and going through the process of what's it like to be hired to be a head coach, a general manager, a defensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator, whatever it is. And so... Shula has zero experience in interviewing in that process. This is nothing more than a favor to the young man. That's all it is. 
And there's not, by the way, this is a super classy thing to do by the Dolphin organization, by Chris Greer and company. This is a super classy thing to do because nobody else is going to bring him in at the moment because he's a young guy in this business, has only been in it seven years with McVay. He was teammates with McVay in college, and he's been with McVay from the get-go, and all it is is doing the young man a solid. He has no shot at the job. None. Nada. Nay. He will not get hired in any way, shape, or form by the Dolphins or 31 other teams. Not right now. But maybe he's climbing, and they gave him an opportunity to interview for a defensive coordinator position because that's the next thing in line for him after he's been a linebacker's coach and pass rush coordinator for all these years. So, Horndog, dude, don't overreact. Don't get all crazy about this. Don't look into this. This isn't the Dolphins bringing him in because they're serious about hiring him. This isn't because he's considered some kind of a candidate here or anywhere else. This is just, hey, we're in the process of doing it. Let's do him a favor. He's a Shula guy. He's a Shula, Shula family means a lot to our team. Let's, let's help him out in this process so somebody will open the door for him so at least he knows Whenever he really has an opportunity, he's going to know how it feels like to interview for that process. So he'll be able to prepare for it. That's why the Rooney Rule is so important. It's important because at least these minorities get to be put in that position, even if they're not going to get hired by that person. But they get the experience of it. So when somebody does bring them to the front, when they're actually serious about hiring them, they've already been through the process. They know, how to, they know how the process goes. They can prepare for the process, so they're better prepared for it. And every interview you do, Horn Dog, is a positive. So do not look into anything about this. This is the Miami Dolphins organization and Chris Greer and Tom Garfinkel doing a solid for a family that means a shit ton to us. Okay, the, the, our first football family, our one and only football family, Shula. So this is nothing more than doing a solid, a super classy move by the Dolphins, by Tom Garfinkel, by, by Chris Greer. This is as classy a move as it gets. Okay, that's all this is. Nothing more. Nothing less. So don't make it out more than what it is. Just like it's just Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. That's all it is. Two people that happen to be very famous and looks like they might have found love. That's it. But if you morons out there want to make it more than it is, you go ahead, morons. Continue to be the morons that you continue to display Constantly. This podcast replay is brought to you by BaptistHealth.net slash ortho. Do you have an injury that's keeping you from doing what you love? Take charge of your health and get back in the game with the help of the all pro staff at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho for more information. How would you feel about Ron Rivera as a DC? And do you think he'd be willing to be a DC this season? Well, he already said he wants to be a DC. He wants to coach. 
uh, this season before possibly being back in a head coaching circuit next offseason. Thanks, so. I don't think he gets another head coaching job again. How do you like them apples? I think Ron Rivera coached his last game as a head coach with the Washington Commanders. I don't believe he'll be hired again as a head coach. As a defensive coordinator, I can see somebody maybe next year taking a chance on him. I don't, I don't want him here for Miami. I want Brandon Staley now for the continuity purposes and for the experience. Whereas Ron Rivera would not bring the continuity because he would run a different defense. So, no. I'll, I'll pass on, on, on my friend, Ron Rivera, because uh, I got to be objective. I got to say Brandon Staley over Ron Rivera. I hate to say it, but I got to say it. So, sorry, Ron. You know, I love you, brother. Nothing but love for Ron Rivera. This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. But one of the things that should be interesting for Dolphin fans this offseason and going into training camp, this is one of the things that I am going to look forward to because this person gets a an opportunity to send an FU out to one person and maybe to many others in the world. Camp Smith. So Camp Smith was basically sullied. Basically, his name has been dirt now. That he doesn't know what he's doing, that he can't be trusted, or he parties too much, or he's lazy, or he's not good enough, or whatever. And Fangio refused to play him. Was Fangio set in his ways? Was he right? Was he wrong? Because he was wrong about not having Ramsey uh, trail somebody. He was wrong about not blitzing the Tennessee rookie. He was wrong about not blitzing the shit out of Lamar Jackson, right? So he set in his ways, and he was set in his ways, and he was wrong. So he could be set in his ways, and sometimes he was right, and sometimes he was wrong. Well, guess what Cam Smith gets to do? He gets to prove that he was right and that Fangio was wrong because all he has to do now is come back this offseason, go out there, play his ass off like he was playing in the offseason that we were like he was catching our eye, and then it needs to translate into training camp, into the preseason and regular season. And if he can get himself to starting opposite of Jalen Ramsey, excuse me, let me make sure nobody's around, pardon my French, it will be his opportunity to give everyone that doubted him, including Vic Fangio, a big fuck you. So nobody, I mean nobody, should be more motivated for this offseason than Cam Smith. Cam Smith should be motivated to prove to people, hey, I was ready. I could have contributed, but you did not show faith in me, Vic Fangio, and this is why I am a player. So I'm gonna I'm 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 so intrigued by this offseason going into the regular season. Because 
Cam Smith has an opportunity to show us something completely different, and that way we can sit back and say, well, you know what? That was a wasted year for Cam. The old man didn't want to give him a shot, just like he didn't want to give Ramsey a shot at shadowing people, just like he refused to blitz more when he had to blitz when quarterbacks were killing him. He made his mistakes, so he's opened up this part of it. Being, If we're going to doubt that Cam Smith is a player or dedicated or works hard enough or smart enough or whatever it is, if you're already going to doubt that, why can't we doubt the other way? Why can't we doubt that Fangio was wrong like he was wrong about other things? So Cam Smith, young man, it's up to you, baby. It's up to you. You can come back and ball out and take over a job, and everybody's going to look and say, it wasn't Cam's fault last year. And you're going to end up winning that entire fan base, especially the ones that are already doubting you for no reason at all, because really it's only a rookie season. I don't hold rookie seasons against anybody unless we're talking about a rookie that is caught in South Beach and DUI and doing all kinds of stupid shit and getting in trouble. If that's the case, then I could question the draft pick. But in the first year, I'm going to hold my judgment of Cam Smith. I'm going to wait to see, and I'm going to be very intrigued to, 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 to watch how he attacks this because he has every reason to come out on top and show the world, everybody, that they were wrong and anybody that doubted him, including Fangio. So, Cam Smith, baby, ball's in your court. Get it done, baby. Get it done. This podcast replay is brought to you by BocaJawSurgery.com. From dental implants, wisdom teeth, jaw surgery, and facial cosmetic procedures, trust your care to a board-certified oral and facial surgeon. Call Dr. Ronnie Katz today, 561-499-3331, BocaJawSurgery.com. Uh, I, I talked a little bit about it with friends, but let me... Let me just enhance it on my own, because Josh Moser, Josh Mo, uh, uh, Moser, uh, yesterday got uh, Javon Holland, and he uh, he asked him about the kick rocks situation on Instagram. Do we have the video? Because we're not going to get tagged. Because it's uh, you have the audio. Okay, so here's uh, Moser hang hang uh, asking uh, Javon Holland about kicking rocks. Here you go. Got to ask you about the uh, Vic Fangio video, kicking rocks. Uh, <laughs> tell us about that. Nah, man. You know, it just so happened that I had to. Po- I posted that right when the news came out that Vic got got fired. I wasn't necessarily sure uh, that Vic got fired until after I posted the video. It just so happened that I picked up some random rocks, kicked them, and filmed it. Post on Instagram. Everybody wants to call me the bad guy. I'm innocent. I, I, didn't do, I didn't do anything wrong. All I was doing was just posting a simple video. You know, it has an analogy, but the analogy had nothing to do with Vic. Um, I wish that brother the best. All right, so let's dissect this so I can, you know, uh, tell you exactly why Javon Holland is a complete bullshitter and a terrible one at that. First of all, Vic didn't get fired. So I already know where your mind's at. There was a mutual parting of ways, Javon. But we know he we know you want him fired because that's a Freudian slip on your ass. I don't know if anybody's talked about that, written about that, but you know. We see through the trees here. Okay? And so he didn't get fired. 
So that right there tells you Javon Holland is as guilty as it freaking gets. And by the way, why don't you tell us what the analogy has to do with what what what, what analogy is it? You know, come on, man. Oh, I just happened to be posting it right when Vic got fired. Well, Vic didn't get fired. <laughs> I mean, you got to be a sucker. And there's plenty of suckers in this world because I see them all the time um, to believe anything that Javon Holland said at that moment. I'll believe Javon Holland in all kinds of other ways. I will trust Javon Holland in every other way possible. I am a huge Javon Holland fan. I wanted the Dolphins to draft Javon Holland. Uh, so I, I was a big Javon Holland fan coming out of the draft. So, you know, I got Javon Holland's back all the way on this. But I'm going to call bullshit when I see bullshit. And Javon, I'd rather you own it, dude, and say, hey, man, listen, I posted what I posted. I want to be here. Jalen Ramsey wants to be here. You know, there's a lot of people that, that want to be here. And if Vic doesn't want to be here, well, then so be it. Kick rocks. We move on. That's what that means. And, go, and that's it. And I love it. I have no problem. But Javon, come on, man. Okay? Those of us with a brain, those of us, I, I, I'm not an intelligent person, but I have at least just, a, you know, a modicum of intelligence, really, really small, small piece, just a, a tiny little piece of intelligence. I'm not intelligent, not very smart, but I have a, enough to know that's complete bullshit. <laughs> and Javon Allen, you're a liar. I've got a bridge in the Keys. Are you interested? It's a smaller bridge right next to Seven Mile. I can sell that one to you. Discounted price. Yeah, and we just improved it a little bit now, too. So you can come on out and buy it. Javon Holland. <laughs> that's, some, that's some bullshit, man. I wish the brother the best. Yeah, I wish the brother the best, yeah. Sure you do. I wish Frank's the best. No, I do that. Sure. This podcast replay is brought to you by BaptistHealth.net slash ortho. Do you have an injury that's keeping you from doing what you love? Take charge of your health and get back in the game with the help of the all-pro staff at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho for more information. Y'all know as a Dolphins fan, we have this idea that McDaniel should be doing better, and yet he's done better than anyone in 25 years. Yeah, that seat. That's a, a lazy way of thinking because you're comparing him to crap. And we want to get beyond crap. You understand? And you have to do better than what you had. Mario Cristobal, could he have won more games? Yeah. Could Mike McDaniel have won more games? Yeah. And that's the problem. So it, it, settling for what you have is not enough. It's just not. And you could have done better. And Mike McDaniel failed. And by the way, here's the other thing. Mike McDaniel has a way better team than anybody's had in the last 25 years, sir. Let's be honest now. 
They, nobody's even had a quarterback like two in the last 25 years for the Miami Dolphins. Nobody in the last 25 years has been able to run like the Miami Dolphins. You had the one year with Ricky Williams, one year with Lamar Smith, but this is even different. This is Mostert having success. This is a, a Chan having success. So it's not like one running back having success. You had success with multiple running backs on this team. At the same time, nobody's had this kind of balance in 25 years. There's a reason why Mike McDaniel did better. Because the front office, nobody's had this front office the last 25 years, sir. See what I'm saying? I can spin all this stuff at you and, and go right against everything you just said right there. And why what you said makes no sense. That's just a lazy way to t- take it. Just like, oh, Mike McDaniel isn't doing it. Well, what do you mean? Oh, we, we had one of the top offenses. That doesn't mean shit to me. What happened to all the penalties? What happened to all the mistakes? What happened to the reason why you can't get a play in on time? You can't win a challenge. There's a lot of reasons why he's failing. And, and if you just look simplistic at the stats or the win column, and you just think, okay, that's success. Well, that's just lazy. It's a lot more to it. And he should have done better. Just like Mario Cristobal should have done better last year. He should have had easily one to two extra wins. And he failed. That's all. And Mike McDaniel, same thing. 